Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast, as you know, is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and their life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today, I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited to share her wisdom with you all. Her name is Sobia Jawed and she's a career mom, performance life coach, diversity and inclusion coach, educator, charity worker and kickboxer. Sobia qualified as a personal performance and life coach, passing with a distinction with the Coaching Academy, one of the world's leading coaching providers. She has worked within the education sector for over a decade, ran her own business, worked as an executive director of Medina Institute UK and trained within the sports of kickboxing for over a decade. She is a strong woman from an ethnic background, born and raised in England, who embraces all aspects of her identity. The key to her growth has been resilience and the desire to be a better version of herself. She believes that within each one of us is the power which is strong enough to create change one person at a time. In this episode, Sobia shared her story of resilience and entrepreneurship and how it's like from moving as an employee to running your own coaching business, being a mother, wife, sister, mentor, coach, and a professional. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Sobia, thank you so much for being on the Purposeful Mindset podcast with me. I'm so grateful Very that welcome. we're connected. I'm I'm honestly so happy that I get to have this conversation with you because the way we connected through LinkedIn, as the listeners know, I connect with all my podcast guests through random ways, through LinkedIn, Instagram, in real life, however I can. And it's genuinely people that have a story to tell, something that I, I resonate with their energy, something I see them being of service to the world. And you are one of those people and I connected with you. I know we had a long, more than an hour chat on the, on the, on the call and... I genuinely learned so much from you just over the over the phone call that we had and I loved your energy and then you know you putting that content on LinkedIn started supporting the the stuff that you're posting on there and I see that you're someone really passionate also bear in mind like I know like when you told me that you're a mother you're a professional you're a business owner you're a wife and I was just like my god like how does one person be so many different you know hats wear so many different hats and can still be able to grow a business and do so much in your life. It, 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 I, I honestly respect women like you and it's super cool to just be surrounded. So that means like a lot to me. Thank you very much. No Thank worries. You. But please, can you introduce yourself to everyone that's listening? And then I want you to go straight into like kind of sharing, sharing your story and your journey with everyone. Cause I know everybody loves listening to my guests that come onto the podcast on, and listening to their story and how they overcame certain struggles and, and hardships and why they're doing what they're doing today. Okay, so my name is Sobia Jawaid. I am the CEO of Empower and Exile Coaching. My business has been running for approximately two years now. And um, and coaching for me started about three years ago where I started coaching. I, saw, I actually stumbled upon it um, just out of curiosity. I went along to a two-day course and it completely changed my life and I thought this is amazing and I want to take this to other people and change their mindsets and change their lives and um, I really felt I connected with something that was missing for a long time in my own life and I think when you find that connection and you find that purpose you can you you find your reason for living and for me it was it was that I connected with that and and I think that's the very reason why I am able to juggle so much and manage so much and wear so many different hats because it's something that's intrinsic, intrinsically connected to something deeper within me, my heart and my soul. I feel it's my purpose. And I think that's why I'm able to do what I do. And um, And often people say that to me and I just say, look, you know, when you connect with what your purpose is, you will manage and you will do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Love that. It's so true. So what were you doing before you stumbled across coaching? 
So I have, I, I, I was a teacher um, for, I, I was a, a science teacher for over a, a decade, um, wow. almost coming to 12 years. And um, I, I went, graduated from university, qualified as a teacher, applied for my first job, got, got into an outstanding school. And I thought, OK, well, let's just carry on with this. And I, 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 was, a, I, I was a very good teacher. And I got really good um, observations, got, got good results for my students. Um, but throughout my entire profession, I knew there was a higher purpose for me hmm. I always knew that my teaching profession was very rewarding and I was good at good at it and I was getting good results but there was there was a voice within me that knew that I had so much more to give and so much more to do it's just that I didn't know what that was and it's interesting how we often go through life and so many years passes by and we kind of delve in and out of what we think we should be doing. So I would do a lot of um, learning in terms of my own growth and development. Um, I did a lot of charity work. Um, and and when I was doing the charity work, I, I felt that I was doing something that was higher than what I should be doing. Mm. Well, not, not should be doing, but higher than what I was doing. So it was connecting a bit more with my purpose. Um, but then I had my daughter and then my priorities changed. So, yeah, that's what I was doing before I before I got um, into coaching. I was a teacher. Love that. So I think from what you just said, I think the time where something really changed for you, I guess, was when you were doing charity, because charity is something where we do as service. right? We do, we do as a servant. We, we have no expectations. We, we don't want anything in, in return. We just do it for the sake of helping another person. Or, or you know persons so yeah. I think for you that must have been something deeply that went into your heart when you were doing that charity that you know what like why are people doing what they're doing right now like there's so many people in the world that don't have as much as we as much as that, you know we have right now but yet we still complain and make excuses in our life about silly things like oh my days there's no hot water yeah but someone yeah. in Africa doesn't even have water Right. Yeah, so the, like, chari- the, ch- the charity work that I was doing was it was all voluntary. So when I say charity, it was the academic part of a charity organization where they were running courses in universities and colleges and they were educating the youth and young adults and young professionals. Mm. And when I, it was it was a charity, but an academic charity that was trying to increase the knowledge of the younger generation. Um, and I was the managing director of that branch um and so I was also doing that alongside a full-time teaching job and if anybody anybody knows what teaching's like it's a very very uh demanding job Mm. but on top of that I was doing such a it was um something I, I felt was a very rewarding place to be in and to to do and I did it I was managing professionals and I set up a whole team and we it was very rewarding very rewarding yeah, and I, I felt when I was when I was in that uh, role, I was really connecting with something more than what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, well, oh, I love that. It's so true because I think even then, even the charity that you were doing, again, it, it comes back to you were doing something rewarding, like you were helping yeah. the next generation. You kind of felt like I never had certain things in my life in and our generation, but now I want to give back to these new students and these younger people so they have a better future and a brighter future to, to do things that they love absolutely and I think it comes that I, I a core message within my own business is I serve people and I give value and that is the core of my of how I I run my business and I think when I look back at it and I reflect on it I was serving I was serving with my time with mm. my effort with my skills and for me that was connecting with a higher purpose and I think that's why it was so rewarding yeah, I love that. So, what, so talk to you, talk to me a little bit about like how do you see serving? Like how do, when you say serving, what someone listening right now, what, what if, and they don't under they don't understand what do you mean by serving others? Although I talk about it a lot about servant leadership and how to be of service to others. From your perspective, how do you see like serving others and and helping and bringing value to them? 
Okay, so for me, serving them is being, first of all, being completely authentic when I'm in front of them. It's not really, a, it's not about external things. It's not about a profession. It's not about meeting the money marker because you can, when I when I have clients, I can get monetary value from them by having a coaching relationship. But for me, what servitude is, is that I'm there present and I am, Try, I, I try and shift their mindset and I am there wholeheartedly to create that shift in every aspect of their life while they are with me and that's serving them with my time even if my my sessions go over time if I need to speak to them and it's of value to them then I will serve them with my time I will serve them with um, a, a powerful connection so it's not something that's filtered although I am very, very professional, but if there's something that's coming to me, I feel I'm serving them with my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, because that's what feels right. Mm. Um, and also, um, I think many times we end, end up compartment, compartmentalizing things and being very politically correct or saying the right things. But when you actually show up and you are there to get the best out of your client, that for me is servitude getting them to be a better version of themselves, mm. even if they are CEOs, directors, managing directors, which are some of my clients. When I show up authentically and I serve them powerfully, I'm creating a shift within their thoughts, within their values, within their mindset. And that for me is far more powerful than the monetary value I gain. That for me is servitude. That's amazing. Like I, the reason why I asked you that is because I, res- I knew I'll resonate with it because everything I do, whether it's this podcast or the social media content I put out or my speaking gigs, every single thing that I do in my life right now, I do truly from like exactly how you said, out of vulnerability, authenticity, and just being myself. Because yeah. out, of, out of my like over, over five years of personal growth kind of journey now, I've just realized like over five years, I still remember when I first started and I was shy and couldn't speak to women. And like, I was only just starting off reading personal growth books and understanding even the word personal growth. I'd never heard of it before that. I didn't even know what mindset even meant. So after coming into this whole industry, I was like, wow, like this is a whole nother paradigm shift that I cannot believe I was missing out on so much goodness in my life because I just thought what society told me to do was go to school get a good education, go get a good job, make your parents happy, work nine to five every day, come back home and do the same thing for 40 years and then die. It's amazing, isn't it? And I was just like, wow, so- like when I just, oh, it just completely opened up my eyes to like a whole nother world in front of me when I was like, man, really? Like I can actually do something that I want to do. I don't need to do it because I want to get paid. Which don't get me wrong, even that right now, I still work, right? People that follow my journey, they know I still work in the bank. They know I'm still doing all of that. And I'm, and I'm trying to get my speaking gigs and I'm trying to inspire people every single day. But because of the belief, the delusional belief I have in myself. Of not like delusional, what, no, I'm, When I say delusional, I mean like, like I, I believe in myself so much that so, to some yes, people, they it comes use across that negative so word. Delusional is a negative word. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take it back. I, I actually resonated with one of my mentors that actually said that. He, he, he even said that some people don't get it, but it's like we personally delusionally believe in ourselves so much that other people just look at us so crazy. Like, what? You really think you could go and speak on these massive stages around the world and travel and do all of this stuff? I'm like, yeah, I believe it like so much. Because I know the value and I know the authenticity and the, the servant leadership I have. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. And just as you were saying that, servitude for me also connects with my spirituality. Mm. I'm quite a spiritual person. And I think when you are able to leave a good, some goodness with somebody, for me that's like planting the seed, mm. right? And although I, 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 I'm a, a powerful coach and I'm successful and I'm working with high-end clients and I'm doing what I do powerfully, for me, it connects with my spirituality as well because I, I feel every time I, 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 I am able to do my job, or I don't like to call it a job, I call it servitude, when I serve somebody, I'm planting seeds of goodness, I'm leaving them there with them. And when I'm long gone, that is there for them to for them to blossom and 
and yeah yeah exactly and and for me it connects with my spirituality so there's so many different aspects it connects with and so that also is servitude as well where I'm leaving that goodness in the lives of people mm. yeah me too I'm, I'm exactly the same I mean I'm also a, a spiritual person myself and everything I do like I always tell people I never talk about religion but when someone asks me questions and they're open to learn more that's when I share it with them one-on-one but I never publicly talk about a few things politics religion and just like money like financial things and, and people's egos and I try not to go in that kind of space because those are the things that no matter what people say at some point in that conversation there's going to be some negativity you know there's going to be some uh, like some, some they're going to get annoyed with something they're going to get a bit frustrated even if they say no 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 I'm okay I'm, I'm, I understand I'm open-minded still deep down they feel like oh, you know this person's talking rubbish now like I don't like what they say you know, you know Sadiq it's really interesting you say that because as a as a as a woman and I'm visibly a Muslim woman I don't talk about religion but sometimes when I have been in environments where I have to address the elephant in the room and the way I address that is actually if you look beyond the color of my skin and you look beyond the fabric that's around my head you will meet a very powerful soul and connection you will have a very powerful connection it's a really powerful heart and soul Mm. and I think that also ties in with authenticity because that's who I am although my faith is important to me I have connected with so many people from so many different backgrounds and uh, religions and atheists and even sexuality right and I have taken goodness away from them because I fundamentally believe we connect on far more than we disconnect or disunite on. We we are actually, we have so much more in common with people because there is actually so much goodness out there than there is negativity. And when you show up like that, people just leave that negativity to a side. And I've had some really powerful, powerful interactions with people. And it's been amazing because I've learned so much about myself and my own spirituality through those connections and through those interactions. And I feel they've they've left an imprint in my heart and soul through their interaction, Mm. even though they were so diverse. So addressing sometimes I have to address the elephant in the room because people just don't know how to deal with me Mm. because of the way I am but once I've addressed it they're just like oh okay fine let's just connect with her and when they do connect I think they 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 do see that powerful connection because I I I show up authentically it is who I am it's just energy honestly energy it's just energy Energy. like I tell people I tell people Absolutely. connect with energy, connect with passion, connect with love. Forget about everything else. Don't worry about the skin color. Don't worry about religion. Don't worry about what the hell I'm saying. Just connect with and, and just feel me for one second. And that's when people really get to another level of thinking or another level of just connecting with others is when we feel each other. It's like most, and I tell you this, honestly, like every single person that I've connected with in my life so far today, I have connected because I've resonated with the energy. Whether it was through the message, whether it was through social media, whether it was through real life, a coffee, whatever. Somehow, in some way, shape or form, I've connected with the energy. And that's why I only surround myself with people that have a lot more positive energy. And the ones that have negative, I try to help them. And if they don't want to take the help, then I just, and I just basically just remove them from my life. Or, you know, I kind of just distance myself. So I don't need to be around that. I get that some people, for example that know my journey like at the beginning you know majority of my family were all you know they didn't they didn't want me to go and do what I was doing when I was part of an online business back in the day like they didn't want me to do they kept telling me it's not going to work you're never going to make it so just stick to your job in the bank stop doing this silly thing on the side it's never going to work when I started speaking they're like you know you're never going to be a successful speaker come on like stop wasting your time they still say even till today stop wasting your time why do you keep doing this stuff why are you always out why do you come home late And it's like that negativity, honestly speaking, is what fuels me every day. Like I'm going to prove my family wrong. I'm going to prove everyone around me wrong. Most importantly, I'm going to just prove myself right. The conviction and the belief I have in myself, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to keep helping people. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep inspiring people. And like you said, it's the energy that I give back to the world. Why so many people connect with me? Because it's like... We, it's, it's a vibration. I don't know if you know about the law of yeah, attraction. Yeah, of course, of course. And we just attract amazing 
energies into our life when the more we give. It's interesting you say that because I was at a public speaking event just on the weekend and there's a lady who I connected with and um, I, I've, I've told myself that this is a, a journey that I've been on as well. And so I, in terms of showing up authentically and showing up as myself has been a journey in itself. Mm-hmm. So now when I do show up, I am who I am. And that's great because then I think people see the the substance behind the 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 appearance and I think that's quite it's 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 powerful and so this lady just interacted with me and I we just had a few laughs and we had a few deep conversations and then we connected on social media and it's really interesting because she said I feel like I met my soul sister and I said (laughs) look you know when two powerful souls connect magic happens and it's true because there was there was a spark there um and there was this vibration that is energy which you either get it or you don't and I think when you do, it's really powerful. And I've had that with so many people. And I think it's just amaz- amazing. I walk away and I feel like I'm on cloud cloud nine. It's, yeah, it's really, I know the feeling. Really, yeah, it's really amazing. You can't describe that feeling. I totally can resonate with you because for me, for me, from in my journey, the best the best feeling ever is after is, is right at the end towards the speaking gig. It's like that last bit after I give the last bit of the last drips of my energy as soon as they give it to the crowd. And then it's like those people that come to you at the end to just have an interaction and talk to you and ask you questions and learn more about something they're stuck with in their life. It's those intimate moments of having those real vulnerable conversations with people where they actually, whether they knew me beforehand or not, they just, after that one speaking gig, the people that come to me and speak one-on-one to me at the end, it's almost as then they always say it. Yeah, they're like, man, we felt you. And for me, I promised myself, it doesn't matter how tired I ever was. I still remember I did one speaking gig in a, it was in a college here in, in London. And, um, you know, the, all these students were like 16 years old, right? And after the event, uh, sorry, before the event, I was actually, uh, I actually got sick the, the day before. And I swear yeah. to you, so we like, I swear I was... I was my nose was dripping like everything like I was I was sick and you know what I did that was actually the first time the first time ever I took out my phone and I went on Instagram stories and I actually shared with everyone because they knew beforehand when I was promoting the whole week like I'm gonna I can't wait for this event I'm so excited after like I shared with them guys like look at me like and my nose was dripping I was like look like I was so real I just, I just showed people the real me, like completely the real me. I was like, look, guys, I'm, I, I, the reason why I'm showing you this is because I'm dripping, I'm sick. Like, I don't feel like going, but you watch me. I'm going to still go to that event. I'm going to still give these students my best, the most energy I can. And I'm going to walk away, like, being proud of myself from that. And I went there and I, and I just gave it all my best. I had a banging headache. It was so bad. There was no, when I started, when I started speaking, literally 10 minutes in, it's like my sickness just disappeared. Yeah. Like, because I was a whole other frequency. The passion, like, right? The passion, the energy, the frequency all changed. And I was like, this is why I serve. This is why I love helping people. Because if my words can inspire someone else, then, then we're winning in life. That For it's me, that's happening. It's the impact happiness. you have, right? It's the impact you have on your audience. Yeah, that's it. Amazing. And it's the most powerful and, and most fulfilling feeling. Amazing. Talk to me about a little bit about how you overcame that that point where you felt like you were you weren't fully authentic because I know we all go through that. Uh, like I said, I was super shy before, so I didn't want to be myself all the time. Talk to me a little bit. How did you overcome, especially in what you're doing in in the in the business field and 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 you know just going through the struggles of being in business? How did you overcome? Like, what made what, what did you read something? Like, how did it happen? How did you become more authentic? It's, it was a it was a journey, uh, Sadiq. Uh, for me, um, uh, it depends how far back you want me to go, because we're always growing, we're always progressing. And I think um, the most recent, when I say recent, a few months, I prom- a few months ago, I promised myself one thing, and that was to never remain in my comfort zone mm. and to let go of perfectionism. They're the two things I promised myself. And when I promised myself those two things, things catapulted. 
I was going and I had this extra drive in me and I'm, I was connecting with people and I was showing up in a completely different mindset because years ago, years ago, I would pride myself in being a perfectionist and I would, and I, and when I look back at it now, I realized that actually it was such a bad trait to have because whenever I was so close to achieving a goal, I'd give up because I think it wasn't good enough. And through self-development, I realized that this, this idea of perfectionism does not exist. Mm. And it's interesting because sometimes we can read the theory, but when, it, the, when the penny drops within us, that's where the, the, the change happens, right? Yeah. And so I just thought to myself, there is nothing on earth that is perfect right so why am I trying to attain something that does not exist it's not serving it me it doesn't make me work productively actually it's counterproductive and so I let go of that idea so when I was showing up I knew in any form whether it's social media whether it's as a person I gave myself room to make mistake and that that it's okay because we all make mistakes. There's nothing like perfection. I think that was really important. That paradigm shift within my own life was really, really important. And it kind of fed into me showing up authentically as well, because I gave my room to give myself that space to be okay with if things weren't okay. And then stepping out of my comfort zone, because Sometimes we're afraid, as I, even though I'm a coach and now I'm in a different space. But when I look back at it, I think to myself, it, it's, you, we're, we're okay with a familiar setting. But when we step outside, that's where the growth occurs. That's where we learn, we develop. And I told myself that was something I was going to promise myself to do. So I think when those two factors combined with each other, Previous to that, I was growing and developing and showing authentically, but it wasn't as powerful as it was after I made those two promises to myself. And is that is that also the reason why when we I remember when we had our chat, you said that you have many different uh, coaches yourself in your life. Even though you're a coach, you have uh, someone that I do have. Yeah. You. It, does that also I help do. towards like your it accountability? Does. It does, yes. And I, I I'm a firm believer that once you get somewhere, you haven't mastered it. You're still we're all students of life and uh, as, as even if we get compliments and we're amazing at what we're doing there's always going to be somebody out there who knows a little bit more or has a bit more experience and so yes I do have coaches in my life I have a business coach I have a public speaking coach and I have a personal coach because I want to be the best version of myself and I completely believe in self-development and personal development and personal investment and when you are investing in yourself you're showing up in every aspect in a much better way because you're being challenged Mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself because the the reason why I asked that is because sometimes we need that kick right yeah sometimes we can get lazy sometimes we have those days where you know what, like, I don't want to edit this podcast. I don't want to make that video for LinkedIn. You know, like, sometimes we have those days. And like you said, like... Yeah, you know, absolutely. We're like, human, right? We're human. Exactly. We're human. And, and sometimes perfectionism does actually come into our, in our life. And I, I have it still, even till now, um, because I, I do all my content myself. And I, and I promise myself, if I never either train or if I never have someone in my life that's even better than me at creating content social media wise, like that I meet personally part of a team or something. If I never can teach someone and help them become better than me, then I will never let anyone create other, other pieces of content for me. I'll, I'll keep doing it myself because of the fact I feel like there's certain ways that I would say something that, I, that nobody can copy because at, at the end of the day, we're all different and unique in our own way. Right. Absolutely. So, you, so when you write like a caption, for example, for social media, there is nobody in the planet, I promise you, nobody can write a caption the way you write your caption. Whether it's because of the spelling errors, whether it's because of the <laughs> capital letters that you put in there, the emojis, there's not a single person that can copy the way that we do something in our life. They can copy the concept of how we do things. They can copy the creativity, 100%. But they cannot copy the, the actual copyright. They can't copy the caption. They can't copy how we speak, the tonality that we have the energy, the passion, they can't get that across. So I think everybody in that sense is different and unique and they have their own ways of 
doing or, or having that perfectionism in, in, in their life. But I think it is important to limit that. And sometimes Absolutely. I've met people, especially coming from the social media kind of background now, like I've met, and I'm, I'm saying like this, honestly, like I've met hundreds of people that have messaged me on social media that I just that think that if I have a team that does all my content, they, they think like, so, they think these magic videos just come every single week. I don't know. They think, how do you make so much content? They think, you know, how do you, how do you make time for the podcast and having so many guests? Because I've had, I've, I've had a new guest every single week for the past 31 weeks now, consistently. And wow. I posted every single Monday. By the way, I'm a consistent beast. Like, I, I truly believe in consistency. Have yes, you found in your life, like, something that you were consistent with that yes. has really helped? Absolutely. I promised myself a few months ago that I was going to, because I have lots of responsibilities, so I'm running my business and I do my speaking and then I have a family and um, I, I, I try and serve, I try and show up in the best way when I'm wearing these quote unquote hats. <laughs> um, but I promised myself that I was going to be consistent. Um, it doesn't match your Sadiq, just twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday. But whatever I posted, it would be consistent in the sense that I have to post on those two days at least. I might notch it up to maybe three posts a week. I don't think there's ever been four posts in my in, in, in a week. But for me, that was consistency because prior to that, I wasn't posting at all or it was it was very sporadic but I told myself that just could that that little bit of consistency will be good and it served me so well it's done so well how um, tell everyone that's listening now how did that those two days being consistently posting on LinkedIn how did that really change for you how did that help um it helped me because I it also tied in with how I was creating my material so mm. I told myself whatever I was going to create there's going to be something that wasn't going to be right about it. But because I made that promise to myself, I told myself, as long as you've given it your best, given the circumstances, because like I said, I'm, I, I'm a mum and an entrepreneur and um, I, I, I've got, I, I take on quite a few other responsibilities as well. So I homeschool my daughter as well on two afternoons. Check so she, she's this woman. I have a tight super, window. Superwoman, <laughs> literally, like she, you do so much. I have a, I have a tight, uh, thank you, Sadie. I have a tight window to create my material and then post it. So I told, I, and, and, and because I knew it was never going to be perfect, but as long as I posted it and it brought value to somebody's life, I have to make sure I, I meet that criteria. And so because I did that, I was surprised. I wouldn't say surprised, but lots of people were getting value from it. And so I thought, okay, whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm saying, it's helping others just carry on. So my messages are not planned. Whatever I'm feeling on that day, whatever I'm thinking, whatever I feel, I feel I need to say. Sometimes there are those thoughts in my mind where I'm thinking, if I share this, um, does it make sense to other people? And then I have that thought process, my checklist, my criteria. Is it authentic? Am I being true to myself? Is it something that's useful that I feel within myself to help even one person? And if it meets that criteria, I send it online. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time reviewing it because I don't have the time to do that. Um, I create myself. <laughs> Honestly, I'd say good. Like you don't have the opportunity. Like I meet so many people. What I was going to say earlier on is how people overthink it. Yeah, I'm glad you don't overthink it anymore. I'm glad you just post it, even though that you're consistently posting twice a week. Twice a week. And like you said, it's not like me, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like what I tell people is, don't look at what I'm doing. Don't don't look at me. Like don't worry about me. I'm posting because I want to post. I want to grow. I want to. I want to help people every single day. You just stick to what you can do with what you have. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. don't look at me and, and get intimidated. Like, oh my God, like, you know, people see my Monday videos and like, how the hell do you do this, all that crazy stuff in the gym? <laughs> like, like you said, Azora, I'm just like, no. it's animated. <laughs> it's animated and it's like, people think it it's wasn't, I knew it wasn't animated. <laughs> I knew it wasn't animated. I was only pulling your leg. <laughs> I know. So like, my point is though, like people see our videos and see our content online, right? And they, I guess people just never see the real life. Like people just don't, that's why in the captions, I always write something about my videos um, and, I, and I keep it a real part of my story and my journey. I literally share with them, guys, like over three years ago, before I started working out, I couldn't do any of, I couldn't even do five push-ups. 
you guys mm. saw me do a triple clap push up in the video. Like, mm. I didn't even know what that was. I only I found out. I, about... 10. I think I can manage 10. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, like, what I tell people now is just take, I made a video recently about just taking the first step. Like, because for me, if I didn't master one push up, how can I do, how can I jump from one push up to three push up, like three clap push ups? It's impossible. We have to start small and grow. People hasn't, haven't seen me working out for three years. Like they never saw the behind the scenes of me. And, and, I, and, I, and I posted it. I started posting all the fails when, and people resonate with it. When people see our failures and how hard it was for me to do the, some of the things that I do now in the, in the gym and stuff, they see and they see how real it is now. They're like, damn, like he did the triple clap, but then he smashed himself and he fell down. And I used to post those fail videos and people were like, man, Sadiq, we've never thought that you'd actually share those videos where you, the video wasn't perfect, where you were you're mucking around or you, you fell down or the video didn't come out good or you, you, know, you hurt yourself. I post those to show people this is the real life. You guys yeah. see the fancy edited animated video, right? But you don't see me in the gym doing that stuff or like leading, like taking those steps to do one push-up, two push-up, three push-up, four, five, six, and growing and growing over past three years to be able to do what I do now. They only just see the video, like new people that come and connect see the new video and they're like, oh, wow, like super inspiring. This must be really hard. Are you a personal trainer? I'm like, no, like this is, it's just me, like being creative. And I guess that kind of brings me up to creativity now. That's the kind of topic I love because everybody has a different take on this as well. I'd love to hear from you. What's your take on creativity? Whether it's like in, in business, in your life, anything, like how, how do you see creativity? Okay, so for me, creativity is just something that, that that's resonating with me internally. So this is in terms of my content. Um, in terms of creativity, it depends in what context you're asking. But in terms of what I do, in terms of my, my, my content, it's just what's resonating with me at that moment in time. What messages are coming to me? What have been my learning points? What have been, have been powerful um, things that have impacted me that I want to share with other people? And so creativity for me is being able to share that with other people. In terms of creativity, um, I also see creativity in terms of art and in terms of music and in terms of performances. So I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who really enjoys music. Um, I, I went to, uh, a, I'm very much into certain kind of spiritual folk songs like Kawali's. Yeah. Um, so that for me is creativity because there's expression of words and feelings and emotion and it's also music as well. Um, so yeah, so it, it depends in what context you're referring to. Yeah. No, that, that's pretty much what I meant. Like, it's just in general, like in content or in, in your daily life, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and even in terms of art, I think it's fascinating. Mm. Some of the times when I've travelled, we me and my husband, we had a road trip um, through Europe, actually, and we went, to, we went through France, and we stopped at certain cities, and we went into um, the um, exhibitions. And for me, it's fascinating because it, it just shows such a different perspective of uh, the person who's creating that but myself I'm from a science background and so my creativity I think I think is quite limited <laughs> but so I but, but really, <laughs> sorry from St. Bernard, yeah. yeah I still remember back in the days in our, in our school days it's like Miss White it's a safe way to use them right <laughs> this, that's all it was like literally Bonson Bernard let's go play with this frog <laughs> And all of this weird stuff. I never used to really like science, to be honest. Science oh, and tell me that. Science and English are my least favourite subjects. And history, actually. But it's so important now. Like, now, literally, yeah. I'm not joking. The last, the last month, right, since all of this stuff with Iran and stuff has been happening, and I started looking into like more history, history and things of the past, and I'm watching videos about it, it's really helped me a lot. And I was talking to a colleague of mine, actually, the other day, and I was like... I was like, Joe, you know what, Joe? Like, seriously, I truly believe that I wasted a lot of my youth not learning anything about the world and history and what happened in the past. Because, like, literally, I'm so bad. I'm so, when I say bad, I'm really terrible when it comes to history. Listen, Sadiq, listen to your language. Listen to your language. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being totally real now. Like, I'm, I, that's one thing in my life, one of the things that I would say I didn't 
really like double down on to learn more about. Only till recently, I was like, you know, I want to know now. Like, I actually want to know what happened in the past. With well, this is what knowledge is. It's knowledge is power, right? Exactly. And sometimes we're we're in a, a system where we're being taught things that we need to what what we're expected to learn. And what's really important is that that curiosity is um, nurtured. That's the right word. Yeah. And so you're in a phase of your life now where you're nurturing your curiosity. And back then, you probably were very curious, but the information that was being given to you was not, uh, it was it was not quenching that curiosity. I don't need to know how many wives King Edward the something had. Like, that kind of history didn't help me in my life. I don't need to know how much... How many wives someone had, right? I wanted to know about the world. Even World War and World War Two, when they were teaching us about it, they only. That's the thing with me personally, and about the education system in 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 here in London, anyways, is the fact that like they only teach you the things that they want to teach you, and we have no opinion to ask. Can we learn about this? Because the, it's, it's set out in such a in a way where you're only going to be learning these things and the next year is going to be the same things and the year after that, it's going to be these certain things. So it's like it never opens your mind up to more of the reality and what's actually happening and what actually happened in, in, in the past. Hence the curiosity now of me wanting to know more about, like, you know, forget about King Edward's wives. What actually happened at, in that time? Like what was going on in the world? How was the... Um, you know, how were the leadership? How was the politics? How was uh, the the world? Like different countries, certain uh, industries, like oil and stuff. Like I learned so much about like oil and stuff. And I'm just like, man, where? How comes I've never learned about this stuff in my life? Yeah, it's that curiosity. I think it's really important. You touch on a really important p- point, and that is when we're curious about something, we want to learn about it. Yeah, and. Um, and also, I think you're at a point in your life where you are developing yourself, not just in terms of personal development, but also intellectual development. And so you are curious about what's going on. And that's good because many people go through life where they're not curious and they just continue yeah. through their life according to what they're expected to do or what they should do. And I think when we are curious and children are very curious mm. and we need to nurture that. When they ask us a question, we need to nurture. And I get that because I'm a mother. And I think when that curiosity isn't nurtured, when then that individualism, that spark, that uniqueness is um, is in a way boxed off and just put to a side. And I think it's great that now you are being curious and now you are in that development phase because you're not just developing in terms of connecting passionately with people and you're not just connecting um, um, professionally you're actually now connecting with a lot of knowledge and you're developing intellectually as well and becoming wiser in terms of world politics and history and things are, are, are piecing together and that's also part of growth yeah and I think that also comes from the fact that for me personally I like I wasn't an uh, an education person. Like I didn't. I I was I, although I went for education. I went to school, college, got my grades. I didn't go to university. Okay. Right? Well, I, in the US they like to say college, right? But okay. here in in London, right, we say university. And I like I didn't go to university, but I still have a job job in one of the biggest banks, one of the biggest American banks in the world. I still do all of this speaking stuff. I still create content. And I'm still amazing. inspiring people through my own personal growth. And I think there's only one word that sums it up. It's confidence. I just learned how to be confident from being the shy, timid person that I used to be with eight friends. Now having thousands of friends all over social media, making them all offline friends, meeting them for coffee and actually caring about helping people and, and knowing more about what's going on. One of the things I love recently, Sobia, is like I love, I love hanging around really smart people. <laughs> I, I mean this, like this is so weird, but... For me, it's like when I see a smart person, right, because I don't come from that intellectual background, I'm more of a just say it how you feel it type of guy. And they're more logical, like they have to think and analyze certain things. And I meet these people and I'm just so curious to know, like, man, you just have to do it. Bro, like, you just have to do this. Why are you thinking about X, Y, Z? Like, you just go do it. Yeah, I'm very practical. And I learn through seeing and I'm, I'm, that's, I'm a visual yeah, learner. That's why I can't read books. Yeah. That's and the, I read these intellectual yeah. people that love reading books. I'm like, how do you sit there for two hours reading the book? I would be snoring. 
Like seriously, like We're that's different just kinds of people, aren't we? We're different. Exactly. And 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 it's interesting you say that because um, I I went to school. I, I from my family background, education was something that was instilled in us. So I went through Imagine. school. I went through A levels. I went to university. I did my postgraduate, and you know, tick 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 tick. Um, and interesting, interestingly enough, you'd think that a person would be happy with where I went to one of the best universities in the country um and I, I studied my degree and I got my two one and I was chuffed to bits and um and then I went to another amazing university it was, it was again another one of the best in the country and that's where I did my postgraduate certificate in secondary education and you know I was doing things what were expected of me and what I almost expected of myself but when I look back at that Although people around me thought, okay, yeah, she's successful. I never viewed myself as being successful because I knew I had something more to do. Mm. And it's interesting what you're saying about these people that you surround yourself with because we can learn all the theory in the world, but what you're what you're just showing is that it's actually the action that you take which gets you the results. So even though you say you have, you may not have gone to university, but the fact that you've taken action is reaping you results. And now when I look back in hindsight and when I look back, things are not rigid. I think as a society and as communities, we compartmentalize and we put success in a certain box that you've got to go through X, Y, and Z to be successful in life. And actually... I think it's become a lot more flexible now. And so you don't necessarily have to go to university to meet those success markers because if there's something you're heavily passionate about, you can be successful in that. Um, and I'm a firm believer of that now. I do think education is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, yeah, definitely. I think it's important. I think knowledge is power. But you, as you're, 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 you're educating yourself, but not in a, a system. You're, you're developing and satisfying your curiosity. That in itself is education. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's why I'm a massive believer in self-education and like personal growth. Since I've been in, like, you know, since I've been learning from wiser people that have done it in, and, and made it big in life. And, and I surround myself every day with people that are doing things that are ambitious. It's that's important to connect with the right people and surround yourself I'm, with the right people because you're you're then you've got this benchmark from where you're rising. But if you're around people who um, are, are are not of a similar mindset, they're going to be bringing you down. There's this whole power of association. I made a video about it. Yeah, I love that video, and I actually remember um, a mentor of mine a long time ago, a couple of years ago, talking to me about they used to call it the POA, the power of association, and they were always talking about it. And Sadiq, make sure you're always around POA. I used to always be like, yeah, but like I used to always question my mentor, like, yeah, but what if I already have a lot of energy? Like, I don't need to, I'm, I'm a very self-motivated person. They're like, nope, doesn't matter. Like the more people you surround yourself with, whether you have energy or not, it's fine. It's just, it's not about the energy. It's about the different types of people and the personalities and the knowledge you gain from other people. So it's Absolutely. not necessarily all about energy. It's about the knowledge that you take from others and just different people's perspectives on things because it's always different to us. Absolutely. That brings my curiosity, actually, onto <laughs> before going on to the last final four questions, I want to throw my curiosity on you now, actually. How, talk to us a little bit about your, your kickboxing journey because that made me super curious when I first saw that on your profile. I was like, really? Kickboxing? Like, must? Like, how the hell did she do that? When did she do that? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's great because I, I shatter so many stereotypes. And I look, I, I, it's something that I've got throughout my life because you've not met me in person, Sadiq, but when you do, I'm not, I'm not very tall. I'm only, I'm, I'm, quite, <laughs> I'm quite a petite, five foot tall lady. And um, I'm a black belt kickboxer. Um, and I, I've, I trained for over 10 years in kickboxing me and my sister both trained my dad was very much um encouraging us to go into a martial art he himself was into karate and so when this opportunity arose when we were younger both me and my sister trained so I trained for over over 10 years and during that time I got my black belt and um and so there were a, a couple of opportunities which arose of fighting competitions and I've always been somebody who likes to not just be mediocre I want to go 
for a challenge and so I, I spoke to my instructor and I said uh, her name is Sue and I'm still in touch with her I said Sue look um I really want to enter a competition and she said why why not because both me and my sister were very good at sparring although we were, we were both quite petite we were um fast nippy and able to swing and duck and uh, it was great it's great and so she said why not and so I mentioned it to my family and 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 they didn't take us seriously, Sadiq. They just probably <laughs> thought we were just having a bit of a laugh. And, and so I remember um, me and my sister deciding we we're going to this competition. It was a national competition and I was driving at the time and um, I mentioned it to a few family members and they, it was a Sunday afternoon and they, they decided, I think they just shrugged it off thinking, oh, it's just a bit of a fad and um, they just go into a competition. They're just going to get knocked out and come back with nothing. <laughs> and um one of my cousins, she said, okay, I'll go with you for moral support. And I still remember it because it meant so much. We came back with three trophies wow. and we qualified for the European Championship. We won the national championship uh, within the UK. And when you get a, a gold, silver or a bronze medal, you qualify to go through European Championships. So we then qualified. And we, when we came back home with these three trophies, I won my weight category. My sister won her weight category and the weight category above her. Oh, wow. We came back with these trophies and we said, look, mum, dad, um, we've qualified to go to Germany to represent the United Kingdom at European Championships. And um, and then we got quite a bit of publicity locally and we, ca we came into the news. We were uh, featured in the newspaper and um, um, and our family was very, my, my family was very supportive. We went to Germany and I won silver there. Um, and then I qualified to represent the United Kingdom at the World Championship in Florida. But at that time, I was doing my, my I was at university doing my postgraduate certificate in secondary education. So I thought, OK, I'm going to focus on that more and just leave this to a side. Um, I've met that success marker where I fought a national competition and a, a European championship. That's OK. But I, I, I think in hindsight now I should have gone to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been an amazing experience. Yeah, but it was great. It was great. I met some incredible people and uh, during mm. the, my, my journey. I'm still in touch with quite a few of them. And my instructor was um, absolutely instrumental in my, in my own growth and um, development, not just in my kickboxing, but as a person. Mm. In that space, I was appreciated for who I was, regardless of what my appearance was. Because mm. even when I was kickboxing, I wore my headscarf. And, you know, for me, that was important. I've been quite spiritual throughout my entire life. And so even at the competition, I was wearing my headscarf. And um, when I was fighting, I had my, he my, my headgear on, so I didn't wear it. So, but in that space, I was able to be myself and I was respected and nurtured. And when I look back at that, I think, wow, that, that is a sign of an, an amazing individual, my instructor. I'm still in touch with her. That's amazing. I love that. That's super, that's, that's good to know because I was just so curious to know when I first saw that on your profile, like, really? Kickboxing, like, black belt? What? <laughs> like, I need to find out more about her. <laughs> yeah, I taught it I mean, as well. I taught, I taught it at the University of Nottingham where I studied. And mm -hmm. then when I moved to the north of England, I, I taught it at the University of Bradford, but well, it's Bradford University for a short time as well. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I absolutely loved it. I'm teaching mm -hmm. my, my younger daughter now. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you better, right? Because she's you literally teach them from a younger, younger age, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. She loves it. That's so cool. Inspiring woman. You are all round. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Business, sports, everything. Literally, like personal development, coaching, all, all around. Yeah, that. I think. Exciting. I, yeah, I feel like I'm in it. I'm I'm at an exciting point in my life, and um, I think because I spent so many years living according to what I should have been living like the expectations of what society and other people want mm -hmm. but now I'm living according to what I feel is my purpose yeah. it's exciting because although there's so much I'm giving out there it just feels so it just resonates so much with who I am yeah so it's exciting I say 2020 is going to be an amazing year. I say, I'm saying that as well. I'm saying that to everyone. Like, you know what? 2020 is the year everybody needs to make something happen or at least start taking some steps, some action steps towards their, their life goals and their dreams. 
But I know we're coming up to the end of the episode and I do something called a final four. Okay. Um, which is four questions that I have for you, which you don't know and you are going to answer from the top of your head. Ready? <laughs> don't make them too difficult, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one is, what does the word leadership mean to you? Uh, can I have a few seconds to think about it or do I need to just say it as it is? Whatever comes to your mind, just, just okay. shoot. So for me, leadership is where you're you're leading a team but you're guiding them and you're not um, dictating to them but you're taking on board their strengths and nurturing their weaknesses and so they feel connected to a value and to a goal which is deeper than just a surface level you're actually nurturing them and developing them as well and that's a sign of a good leader Love that. Spot on. I, I truly resonate with that. I think that's so true. Okay, so the second question I have is what one video, movie, or a documentary have you seen in your life that you'd highly recommend everyone to go and watch? Because in some ways it's impacted you in a in, you know in a positive way. Okay, so in terms of a documentary, it's not a doc- I, I, I don't watch many documentaries, okay. but I do watch um, short clips on Facebook or social yeah. media. And the one that really has struck me in quite a, an important way was, is it Simon Sinek? He's, yeah. um, um, he's in, into the whole personal growth and personal yeah. development. Start with why. Everyone, Everyone knows him for his book, Start With Why. Yeah, so the start with why, the video, it was a short clip that was sent to me when I was trying to connect with the why of my business. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it's, it was just such a powerful video because we often go with products and services and we think that's what's going to make our business run. But when we actually connect with the why, that, can, that why resonates a lot deeper than just a business. Um, and so for me, that was that's something that I found was very valuable. In terms of a video, a film, I don't watch many films, but In the Pursuit of Happiness is something yeah. I found was quite a powerful film. Yeah. Yeah, by Will Smith, definitely. Okay, cool. Well, listeners, you know what you need to do. Go and, uh, <laughs> go and check those two videos. I think on YouTube, you can type in Simon Sinek, um, start with why, and that clip will come up. I've seen it hundreds of times, like viral video everywhere. Um, and then In the Pursuit of Happiness, great film. Definitely, you guys have to check that out. The next one that I have for you is now, which one book, and I know you probably have read loads of books in your lifetime, but which one would you recommend everyone, they have to read this book because it's like, it's genuinely going to change their life. So for me, something that really changed my life quite recently, actually, was The Five Second Rule. And I didn't read it because I'm somebody who's always on the go. And so I I downloaded the audio and it completely changed my life. And it's a really simple concept. It's not rocket science. Such a simple concept. Literally a rocket launch, not rocket science. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Literally five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, it's, again, a very action-based process. And that's what gets you results. So just simply counting down from five to one and taking action before your um, conscious mind holds you back and before their hesitancy kicks in. For me, it's just such an action-based process. So in terms of anything I'm going to be doing, if there is that element where I'm just stopping, five, four, three, two, one, boom, off I go. And it's been... It's been great for results. I, honestly, I can I can relate. I, I'm not joking. I don't know how many times I've shared this on social media. Like I, in the last five years, I've probably sent, I've probably made the five second rule video, like at least over like twenty times probably. Like I'm not. Sure. It's like one of my favorite, um, one of the favorite, my favorite books that I also listen to, and it, honestly, like I love it because as you said, it's actionable. Is someone? Yeah, I'm all about action. Like I want people. Absolutely, it's such a simple concept. But I use I use it to go to the gym. I use it to get out of bed. I use it for even if I if I'm hesitating in terms of something about my material, and I think, have I tried my best? Is it is it going to give value to somebody? And if it's marking that that criteria, as I mentioned earlier on, I just send it out, and I think that's that's fine. Five, four, three, two, one off you go and it's been it's been great so yeah that book has been quite important in my development I love it guys you have to I've I've talked to you but I've I've shared this hundreds of times 
you already know by go and make sure you guys read it or listen to it it's honestly a life changing book um um she said it i'm saying it hundreds of times it's something that would truly it doesn't matter what it is in your life even if you have nothing going for you right now if you just count down from 5 to 1 i promise you something will come up into your mind you just go and take action on something in your life which is going to pro- help you progress towards your goals or your dreams or just your passion or just a hobby probably that you want to you're procrastinating to start okay so the last question i have for you now is the deepest one and it's oh, the goodness. one that everyone thinking here we go if you can spend a few hours of your time to learn from someone or from to learn from someone's wisdom whether they're dead or alive if it can be anyone who would that one person be and why okay so this is a little bit of an emotional answer because if it was um i'm not going to give a textbook answer i'm going to give 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 an answer which is genuine to me and that is i would love to spend some time with my grandfather um he passed away last year in may and he was an inspirational person he served and helped so many people within the community and um just free in terms of just serving them and because he had the skills he was an educated man when he came to the UK and um as an immigrant there were many people who um didn't have the skills of reading english and so on and so forth so he was an educated person and he did a lot for the community and for the development of the community um and he passed away on the 1st of um ramadan oh, wow. um yeah and so for for anybody of the, of the muslim faith that's quite an important day um and he passed away but at the beginning of 2019 sidik i promised myself that i was going to make a i was going to write a book about his life when he was alive and i made many video recording audio recordings of his stories of what what his life was like and how he gained his education and family history because we come from a family where education's been very important but actually just going back two generations um literacy was not even in our family and yet now every single member of my family is educated to university level wow. we're all and so it just goes to show the growth that's taken place mm-hmm. um and i have those video recordings but there's so many questions that i wish i had asked him and i still haven't transcribed them and put them into a book i have them but that's somebody i would love to have some more time with oh that's such a that's such a that you're right that was that's actually quite, emotional yeah i'm even i'm getting a bit emotional that's quite that, that is quite a deep one because at least you know at the end of the day that was your grandfather or someone that you you knew you know you you, you know you spent time with already and because of that feeling of you know just missing him and emotions coming back of the past it is it is an emotional one right someone that you would i'm sure you would love to have spent more time to ask him more questions about things that he's been through as well in his life so that's super that's super inspiring but um but honestly i i love that and I, i loved all the questions that you answered like i hope and i know for sure it's brought for everyone value that's listening if they if anyone listening right now wants to reach out to you for um for coaching or for guidance or for any kind of questions they may have for you which platforms uh, okay i i can just answer this one for you right <laughs> I, i normally just say really which, platform, which platform which platforms can they reach out to you but I, we all know linkedin is your favorite platform right yeah absolutely um if if anybody's listening to this and anything's resonated and if you're wanting to connect with me because i'm really um i do i do my one to one coaching with my clients I also do group workshops and group coaching in organizations and businesses and I also do motivational speaking because there's certain stories I share with people and I um I want to add value and I want to give them that hope and that inspiration to lead a life that is more powerful and I suppose in alignment with what they want to do um so I do do that and so on linkedin I'm available you just need to search my name send me a message or connect you, with me could you just spell, for the people that are listening and they're not going to be watching anything um could you just spell your name out so they can probably see yeah, so it's sovia is sierra oscar bravo india yanki alpha so that's sovia and then it's juliet alpha whiskey alpha india delta jawade 
So Sobia Jawade on LinkedIn. And, um, and any other platform that you use? Or... Well, I do. I'm on Facebook as well. And I'm also on Instagram. So if you just search that name on any of those three platforms, um, you can connect with me. I do check my messages regularly. But um, LinkedIn is, is where I'm more active. Awesome. Great. Good and stuff. So you'll right? see, I'll come up as the CEO of Empower and Excel Coaching. Mm-hmm. So that, that you'll, you, you'll be able to connect with me on there. So it's Sobia Duade. Go, go and connect with her. Ask her any questions. She's true servant leader, as I have all the guests on my podcast that are here to be of service to you, to bring value to you, to help you guys take your life to the next level. And as you know, if I don't resonate with someone, I won't even have them on the podcast. So the fact that Sobia took her took her um, her time to to be on this chat with me, I'm super grateful for you, Sobia. For, I'm for, grateful for, for the opportunity. Thank you, Sadiq. I really and am. And also, this is our first podcast, by the way, guys. So give us some love as well. Go and send her some messages. I want to see feedback. Thank you guys you. Get screenshots of feedback to her and me as well. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys connect with her. I'm super grateful, but. Honestly, Sobia, thank you so much for your time. Keep doing thank what you're you, doing. I'm, I'm loving um, just your vibe is, is amazing. The energy that you're bringing into the world and just being of service to others, I think is super inspiring and everybody listening can take a lot of value from it. Thank you. Likewise, Sadiq. You're doing an amazing job. Let's thank keep you. at it. Let's keep going. 2020 is the year. Absolutely. The beginning <laughs> of an amazing decade. Only onwards and upwards, hey? let's do this everybody we can all do this together as long as we continue to just surround ourselves with the right people and the right energies and being positive then we we sure can make big things happen so once again sobia uh, sobia thank you so much for being on the purposeful mindset podcast with me any last words for everyone be the person you want to be go for it that's the slogan of my business and i think that's what we all need to go for be Be the the person person you want to be to be Go for it. I love it. I love it. Best way to end the episode. Let's go. Everybody, go and take action. No more procrastinating. Be the person you want to be. Let's go. Go for it. Thank you, Sylvia. Grateful to have you on the podcast. And um, I'm looking forward to catch up with you soon. Great. Thank you. No worries. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.